EBS Broadcast presents. Whoa, are we in an airport right now? I don't think so. We're in the EBS studio. About to get going and kick off an episode of the EBS podcast, Just Go. And Just Go, we're going to be talking to EBS students who have done the Erasmus program. And let's talk about their trials and tribulations and what they went through and how it's made them a better person overall and what they got out of the experience. But more importantly, let's stop talking and let's just go. Hi, guys. Back again. This is Caleb, you know, EBS student, repping this clothing. Uh, we're here for Rico. Was this the third episode? Yeah, third episode. We're going strong so far. And I'm in going to be a special uh, episode for you all today. We're actually in the studio with three guests instead of just two. Uh, we also have a foreigner for once besides myself. We have Jeff Jarvis, who is a professor at the Monash University in Australia. And then we have two EBS students who also went to Australia to study under the program Jeff teaches. Uh, a little background about the land down under, if I would say. Monash is the 75th ranked university in the world following Stanford, Harvard, all the American classics, I guess. And then uh, the 21st ranked school in the world for internationality. So uh, I guess because I'm kind of diving into the deep board here, deep end, I guess, Jeff, would you like to give me a little bit of background about yourself and what brings you to this part of the world? Yeah, sure. Terry, Terry Homakus, everyone, even though it's up morning, but I'll say that anyway. Look, great to be in the program. Great initiative for for EBS. Monash was the first Australian university to set up an exchange with Estonia, and it was strongly supported by the Australian government and also the Estonian government, because Australia and Estonia have very, very close links through history. In fact, the first non-British migrants to come out to Australia were people from the Baltic States. So we took about 35,000 of them after World War II. And we've had some very famous, successful Estonians down there. So if any Estonian has been to Australia, you'll see there's Esti Meyer in Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, and quite a strong community down there right now. So we set the exchange up uh, way back in the early 2000s, actually. And so it's been uh, going strong since then. And basically, the students from EBS have the opportunity to come down and study in the, the graduate tourism program. And I must say there, tourism is not just about being a travel agent. It's more about the management side of one of the world's fastest growing industries. So replace the word tourism. Don't even think of leisure. Think of the global mobility of people around the world. Uh, In fact, here in Estonia, the industry is worth uh, just over 2 billion euros. Uh, a year, or just under two billion euros, I should say, and growing quite rapidly, and approximately accounting for about fifteen percent of the GDP of Estonia. And that's okay, because I I live here, but I know nothing about the financial side. You're saying that's two point four billion for just the talent industry, I guess. Well, or? in Estonia, it's yeah. just under two billion in terms oh, of the okay. revenue coming in. Um, and as as I said, the industry has been sort of growing from strength to strength. Yeah. So for our Australian students coming to Monash, they love looking at how your industry is actually developing. Uh-huh. Um, and we have a regular program of bringing uh, Monash students here. Uh, and they do units in your MBA program, and they also do a special consultancy project with the Estonian Tourism Board um, while they're actually here, which I supervise. I know that talent is also known a lot for the startup community and whatnot, and I've also been described by many Australians, by the way. Every Australian I know is somehow managing something or is the leader of something, like my comedy manager is an Australian. It's very weird. Ah, so you work, uh, yeah, you, you know Lewis Cesar Lu- Lu- Absolutely, Ram? I know Lewis. Yeah. We're a small, small Aussie community here, mate. Oh, yeah, you run into him all the time. Um, <laughs> but do you say that the the Monash is looking at uh, Estonia as a s- sort of um, 
case study so that you can expand it to the world then? Absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. look, if you look at Australia as a destination, we were locked away from global tourism up until the mid-1980s because it was yeah. just too expensive to get down there. Yeah. In fact, in uh, in the late 70s, Lonely Planet, you might have heard of that as a, as a guidebook, um, the, the author, Tony Wheeler, basically said the best way, cheapest way to get to Australia, fly to Singapore and catch a ship to Australia. And that was the late 70s. So really with the advent of change of technology, jumbo jets, the economies of scale, our industry kicked off with Crocodile Dundee and <laughs> Paul Hogan, you'd yeah. know that being an American. Yeah. Um, but Estonia opened about five years later in terms okay. of breaking away from the, uh, the Iron Curtain, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Australia had an economic sort of barrier in terms of travel. So both our industries are quite new. And we bring our students here to look at a case study of how your industry here is, has developed, and particularly flipping from post-communism to tourism, which is a very capitalistic, individualistic Mindset, yeah. industry. Uh, and of course, we've got wonderful case studies here with the Viru Hotel, with the listening room, um, and organized tourists, mm-hmm. uh, tourism coming through um, in tourists in those days in the Soviet period. So the students love it here, looking at the trends, and they're doing some really important research here. One, a couple of programs. One was on digital nomads. Love was last year's team. This year's teams are, are looking at the, the Asian image of, of uh, Estonia by mm-hmm. analyzing some blogs, and also the impact of hosts and Airbnb, which of course is one of the fastest growing sectors of accommodation in the Estonian tourism industry at the moment. And also giving a real platform for you, everyone in this room to potentially get access to uh, additional income in the international tourism sector. Yeah. Oh, sounds fantastic. So much information. You are one of the most informative guests I've had on so far. <laughs> now, granted, all of them have been like undergrad students. I know. I think we had, was Alex was overgrad? Did you graduate? I don't know. Regardless, you're the most intelligent person I've had in this room so far. So, <laughs> well, well, thank you very much. Yeah, just knowledgeful. Uh, but you fine ladies are also... You guys, you guys are EBS alumni then for the master's program, and you both have gone to Australia for how many semesters each? It was one semester only. Just one semester? Yeah, yes. And overall, um, as I ask this for everyone who comes on, when you chose to go to Australia, what was the main defining factor? Did you do Erasmus in your undergrad as well? No, no, I didn't. And uh, actually, I even didn't expect I will, will do some exchange. Actually came totally unexpected, and uh, the image of Australia, you know, it's so far away, and uh, I didn't know like how can I manage it. It, it yeah. was like you know this is was the best part of like can I manage it, it to go there, yeah. like the, the like Erasmus as you know it's it's basically every second can can go there, but not not to Australia. Did yes. you so did you feel it was like it was just I'm just gonna try it or yeah. were you just not even. Not even in the mindset uh, currently, like I'm going to do it. You just let's just try it. Let's experience this for once. Uh, yeah, and th- I I knew actually it, it will be like uh, it will be very you know uh, will have positive uh, kind of value to my career. Mm-hmm. And and I knew I need to do I- this exchange to to uh, to learn something new to to learn new country culture uh, also English skills. This is like uh, one of the of the moments why why I decided to go there. Okay, so you went there for more uh, personal growth versus academic growth, or you were just trying to both. You know, still, uh, if you have in your resume uh, exchange program, yeah, uh, or employees, as me as manager, also I look at these people in a different angle. I I see they they if they decided to go somewhere by themselves it's it's it means they are brave people they don't uh, they they feel comfortable in some uh, 
uh, changes that than changes that are like happening yeah. like they they are more professional they definitely know english better and maybe more languages than than mm -hmm. only one and etc so i knew it will add value like academic and then that from what portfolio resume etc yeah, so this was a massive career booster yes, for you then yes. Uh, by the way, as much as this is an interview, this is also a conversation. So if either time you guys want to jump in, I saw. yeah, look, I was just going to say yeah, that yeah. it's something we find in Australia with the, the flip side of the the students who come here to EBS is that um, when they go for the job interview, it's their first question. Yeah, because it shows that wow, they haven't just gone on exchange to sorry America or Canada or England yeah. or France or Germany. They've gone to something and done something a bit different. And it, particularly now with globalization and being able for, for the management, we say, I can send you to India tomorrow and I know you're going to survive. And so particularly where they find it really is a, a career accelerator to come to Estonia and do the Estonia program here for the, uh, the Australian and the, the Monash students. I, I know as an American, you know, here, if I mention I'm an American, I'm not saying doors open for me, but stuff is very more lubricant if it's a better is a better word to use you just things can happen more easily is it is australia just one of those places that you know they just open doors immediately for people to have access to oh, look, I, I think australia is a culture for the estonians coming down it, it we, we, we talk a lot okay yeah so that's the hardest thing with estonians sometimes you uh, estonians can be a little bit shy somewhat, yeah. somewhat. Um, but australians are generally quite 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 open i mean the girls can probably speak speak more about their experience um, down there in terms of being uh, EBS students. But Australia is, remember, Australia is a, is a country of migrants, okay? My family came over in the 1950s from British India, and yeah. so I'm first-generation Aussie, right? And so we, we all come from somewhere else, and we're really interested in people who come from elsewhere. So it's, it's quite a slightly different mindset to sometimes you might get here in, in other, parts of the, other parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah, when I remember my first day in Australia, when I came to cafeteria and uh, I ordered my first cappuccino, the guy asked, like, how are you? Like, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, I'm okay. But how is your day? I'm like, is he asking me or someone next to me? We, we didn't expect, like, the, the people are asking, like, like here. And uh, actually, one of the first feedback I received when I came back to work, like, Marina, you are so open. You're asking so many questions. You are, you are, can easily do this as a coffee machine talks with the, with the people. It's it's like so you've perfected this. So you're now just an expert at small talk. Is what you're saying? Just immediate <laughs> small talk. I'm much better than before. <laughs> uh, for you, Dosh, is it the same? Do you have the same experience that you're now um, more versed in? I guess what we say in the West, the small talk and whatnot, um, and that kind of uh, business mentality where you need to give more than you actually should if you're an Estonian? Well, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I don't I don't think that Australia has changed me as much as it probably had as big impact as it was in, uh, on Marina uh, since I've been living abroad for over 11 years already. Mm. So it wasn't my first, you know, exchange status or, or living abroad experience. Um, so you lo just love this country so much, you just keep coming back. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm not originally from Estonia. I'm from Belarus, but uh, I've ah, been okay. living in Estonia only for uh, six over six years. But I also lived in China for four years. <laughs> so um, yeah, um, but definitely Australia added something uh, to what I already had in me, and um, the decision to go there was mainly. Um, 
sort of, you know, I, I experienced Asia a lot. I experienced Europe. Um, and I wanted to see another part of the world. Mm -hmm. So Australia was uh, one of probably, uh, is, still is obviously, uh, one of the most far away corners where you can go. So uh, yeah, I wanted to see um, yet another culture or experience yet another culture, add it to my portfolio. And definitely um, the experience of living there, even for a short time, only five months, uh, it definitely helps you to open up a little bit more. Mm -hmm and uh yeah become more shy um oh sorry less shy and um one of one of the reasons for me what helped me a lot is not just the 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 attitude of australians towards small talk you know and or or the, the, from that perspective but more um what jeff told that this is the the country of immigrants so um unlike in estonia where you can easily describe how the average person in the streets would look like in Australia, at least in Melbourne, uh, you cannot. The, 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 the diversity is uh, so big yeah. and um, people are coming from all over the world. You are not anymore, you know, here, for instance, for me being foreigner, I still see some sort of, you know, I, or I feel the gap between me and Estonian people, although it's rather small. Whereas in Australia, you can be whoever you want. You can look ho however you like, you know, and, and the, the, this feeling of freedom changes something in you, definitely. Mm. We're actually the biggest second Greek city in the world oh. after Athens, would you believe? Mm. So we sort of fight with Thessalonica at the moment. So, And look, when I went to school, I've got lots of Italian mates, so I yeah. do talk with my hands a lot wherever the cameras are. I can see that. Oh, yeah, you got, uh, so we're on this one, you guys are on that one. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it is very mul multicultural, and Melbourne is something is, is the most multicultural city in Australia. Something like 46% of the population were either born overseas or had a parent born overseas. Okay, so really, so even though people are Australian, they're just still mixed up like we are in the States. Massive melting pot. But different. I mean, in Australia, you can actually be an Italian Australian and you have your Italian identity and your Australian identity and they, yeah. they sit ne next to each other. And it's quite cool to have dual identities. And we, a lot of us have dual citizenship. So you can sort of shift around a, a lot. So it's, uh, it might be a little bit different than, than yeah. being in the States. But I, I just wanted to jump in there and add, and from the from the tourism industry perspective, Australia is number one for high yield tourism by uh, yeah. as rated by the United Nations World Tourism Organization. Mm -hmm. So because we are so far away, we have to work really hard particularly on our marketing and our product development to get people down there mm -hmm. so and give extra incentive and sort of think outside the box. Yeah. Okay, so if you look globally in tourism, we've just had Thomas Cook go bust, okay? Yeah, yeah. We've had O'Leary, the head of Ryanair, basically saying the package tourism model is dead. Well, we never had package tourism in Australia because it's too far away. The business model doesn't work. So the world is moving towards independent travel, and that's where Australia is number one. And so a lot of the opportunities for students, we've had ex-EBS alumni who've sort of uh, been associated with the program and set up their own businesses here. How do we deal with independent tourists versus the package market? And that's one of the big questions going forward. And a big business opportunity. And mm -hmm. I always notice when the EBS students come down to Australia, they've really got that entrepreneurial flair, yeah. I should say. And, and they really think, well, how about a business idea with that, a business idea with that? So there's, there's a unique opportunity by coming on the program to be exposed to our industry and how we have to work. Like, for example, we were, um, we've got a thing called the Working Holiday Visa. Okay, mm -hmm. That was some research we did. We're basically saying that, look, a lot of young people around the world want to come to Australia, but they've got no money. So we said, well, okay, we'll give you the money. We'll, we'll give you a job. 
Yeah. He's a he's a one year work visa in Australia. We're about to extend it up to thirty five, hopefully for Estonians as well. So it's this, that's part of a tourism strategy. You mean thirty five years ability? Thirty five years. Yeah. It's it's currently ends at about thirty one. But we're hoping to extend it up to 35. As in year, like age? Age. Oh, okay. I was like, you're giving out 35-year visas. That's a, a <laughs> bit of a ballsy move. Well, it's, if, if, depending on how you work the program, it can now extend to three-year visas. But okay. generally, it's one. And then particularly if you do regional work. Oh, okay. Because these, uh, these guys spend a lot of money in the regional areas while they're traveling around. Oh, okay. But, that, but I said, that's what I mean. That's an example of thinking outside the box. For, for the tourism industry or the travel industry. Um, what I tend to find when I come to Europe is it's still very much associated. Number one, every Estonian thinks of tourism, they think of sun, okay? Well, uh, I mean, we miss it for like six months out of the <laughs> year. So. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's hard um, not to think about it. <laughs> but I can tell you now, one of, the, one of the fastest growing tourism destinations in the region is northern Finland in winter. And I was speaking to someone with a Hurtigurten, which is the boat going up the Norwegian coast, and they're booked out over winter for the, the Northern Lights tours. So tourism doesn't necessarily need to be linked, linked, linked to uh, essentially sun. Okay, And I said, once again, tourism doesn't have to be linked to leisure. Leisure is a small yield component of the overall tourism business. It's just one of those business. things that everyone just assumes is the, ma is the major one. Tourism is the most misunderstood industry in the world. Yeah. Um, um, I, didn't, I didn't look you up on LinkedIn because I wanted to meet you in person. Uh, but how long have you been in the field of of, uh, of tourism? Tourism, that's what you. Yeah, look, well, look. Basically, I started my uh, in a previous life. I used to work in advertising. Okay. Uh, so I was an advertising executive. I was involved in the small startup of an advertising agency, and then I went to do my MB uh, my MBA, which I did partially in Sweden. And my my thesis was actually on would you believe the the backpacker market. Now, every time I say the backpacker market, people normally laugh. But if backpackers were a country in Australia, they'd be the number two yielding market in terms of $4.2 billion a year. China's number one, $10 billion. And if backpackers were a country, they'd be more valuable than the British and the Americans to the Australian tourism economy. And those uh, those backpackers are mainly made up of Europeans or just there anybody really just coming through Australia on the Primarily work visa? European on the working holiday visa okay. because unfortunately you Americans don't get enough leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But there's, it's led by the Europeans, a lot of Canadians tra traveling as well. And okay. increasing numbers actually of the, the Asian market is now starting to merge. So it, it's it's youth travel, so mm -hmm. primarily. But we define youth up to 35. Yeah. Okay, so. Very, very lively country. We're like, you're 22, you're done with the youth. Let's go work for six. <laughs> years well once again in our society typically in I'm just talking about the Australian society here that if you don't go traveling and, and and work after finishing your degree you're not really going to make it so employers will actually look at you taking a year out mm -hmm. as a positive so, so it's a you, career enhancement so you look at the gap year as something valuable oh absolutely oh wow yeah I was I was suggesting the gap year to my father I was thinking about you know wherever I wanted to go he's like no it's gonna ruin your career you'll never go back to school and whatnot but now, look, no. the big consultancy companies in Australia, I've had uh, friends who've been in the employment or the, the recruitment side there, and they score the CVs with a higher score if you've had a year. And typically, go to London right now, go up to a pub, ask for a beer, it'll be an Aussie giving it to you, generally. Yeah. Um, that experience, particularly in your early 20s, is seen as incredibly valuable because you need to be exposed to the world. Um, increasingly, young Aussies are going to Asia mm -hmm. uh, as well. But uh, as I said, we are pretty much a nation of travelers, but it is valued as a career enhancement, as is a study abroad experience yeah. um, that we're talking about. Or would you say it's one or the other, or would you... I mean, of course, if you comboed the two on a resume, you look even golden. Absolutely. But is it seen as one of... Is it as you do a, uh, your own solo thing, or you go on a study abroad, those are both equally valid? I'd 
Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, you, we're in the age of globalization. You need to be aware of other cultures. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Australia's we we primarily. Um, sell a lot of our, our product into Asia and around the world. We're an export nation. So mm-hmm. you have to know these markets. Yeah. If you don't know these markets, we can't just sell. We've only got 24 million people. I know that sounds a lot for Estonians, but mm-hmm. uh, when you even look at Ukraine, it's got 44 million. So yeah. we're about half the size or just under half of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have to export. So we've got to educate our young people about the world and traveling and working overseas, but also increasingly with study abroad programs. So in our university, in the undergraduate scheme, everyone, particularly in the Faculty of Arts, where we're based, um, gets a pay, or gets a free two-week tour to either Italy, Indonesia, China, or India as part of their program, completely paid for by the university. It's called the Global Immersion Guarantee, mm-hmm. just to expose young people um, to the, the rest of the world. Okay, and that goes for all students of the university? At Mo- all students in the Faculty of Arts at Monash have the opportunity of, of going there and it's completely paid for by the university. Okay. Well, but we- that's not available on the exchange program. Mm-hmm. Just oh, well, I was going to say, we're about to have a boosted number of people going to Australia all the way. Um, I would like to ask you guys more questions as well, but there was one question on top of that I was thinking of. Um, for Estonians, because this will caveat into the next one, for Estonians, what's the one thing that you think that, because you, you study, you uh, you teach at both universities, obviously, mm-hmm. and so you can see them, the Estonians in the foreign land, the Aussies in the foreign land. Is there one thing in particular that they both take away from, that they, or they bring to the table and they take away with? Um, yeah, I think the, the, the Estonians, once again, are generally quite reserved. And once they come into Australia, you, you see them actually opening up by the end of their experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they also, because my, the, the university and my program is very international, I've got students from Colombia, from China, from Hong Kong, from India, from Russia, all sitting in the same classroom. So they get a really international network. So it really does broaden their mind in that. And it's great to see that sort of change. So certainly social side and the cultural side, cultural awareness is, is important. Of course, the knowledge that we convey uh, in the course. For the Australians coming over here too, it's almost the same thing. It's understanding the culture. And the beauty of being a exchange student in Estonia, I mean, I always think Estonia is like an onion. You peel one layer and then there's another layer. Yeah. And you peel that layer and then there's another layer. So you, you can't get deep into a country unless you have an elongated period of stay. Yeah. You, otherwise, you're just a tourist. You're not a traveler. You're not really understanding the culture. And so the, the program we offer here for the Australians at EBS gives that opportunity. And, of course, I have to say that the EBS support network here is fabulous with the student council, getting, the stu- the, getting our students out to various events and, and having the buddy system and meeting Estonians and learning about a really, which is an incredibly unique culture in the days of globalization because yeah. Estonians preserve their culture. Yeah, no. And, of course, then we've also got the Russian culture too here as well, which is equally interesting for our Australian students. Do you guys feel the same way? Is that the is that the main takeaway that you were just more personally developed out, out of anything coming away from your experience in Australia? Or, I mean, is there something that Jeff didn't hint on that you you as an individual took away from that? Uh, I mean a lot. It's it's first of all I think all my friends now they are from from EBS and from Monash University as well, and they have a lot of fr- friends across the across the world now, and then also I can easily travel even even more easily than before and uh, also this you know again as as i mentioned before you speak with different english that that you speak being here in estonia you know all the specific words all the specific uh, accents you have <laughs> um, 
Also, you know what good coffee mean now. <laughs> <laughs> Australians are crazy about coffee. So. Yeah, it's Melbournians particular. Oh, it's just but is it like a coffee snob kind of culture, or is it like do you just want a good uh, cup of joe? Uh, uh, no, apps. We, look, we basically killed off Starbucks. If that says anything, almost. Oh yeah, the Starbucks. It I, didn't I, quite work in Melbourne. No. Uh, so the the local coffee uh, shop is very important in the morning and having breakfasts out. Yeah. At is 5 a.m. basically. <laughs> All <laughs> the shops are opening yeah. at 5 a.m., which Breakfast. is also, yeah. <laughs> and and you, you, you know, you learn to be uh, more patient, let's say, because you can stay in a line for one hour to wait for your breakfast, which is very typical <laughs> in Australia, but not typical here. Here people cannot wait at all, and you're so patient, and people asking, why you're so patient? Like... Because their si- sun is shining, uh, people are lovely around. By the way, sun was wa- also one of the of the uh, of the reasons why we went to Australia, and uh, it was uh, such a disappointment when in May it was zero degrees in Melbourne. Mm. <laughs> Not for me. I, I didn't experience that. In but, June uh, as well, because it's winter is coming. In uh, the yeah. opposite, Dur- during our summer, there is winter in Australia. So in June, it was like totally cold. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I'm just actually shook. You said that there was Melbourne, it was zero degrees. Yes. In yeah, look, we, we, we've got sort of, well, we're on the same level as Nice in terms of if we were in the Northern Hemisphere. So mm-hmm. we've got a bit more of a European climate compared, we actually, we actually are more of the, the most European city in Australia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we do have we do have winters. We don't really get any snow. But look, typically with the exchange program, you arrive at the, the end of summer. So it'll probably mm-hmm. be about 30 odd degrees when you arrive. So some hot weather. But then the temperature in June can be at zero at night or one or two at night, depending how cold it gets. Um, but it doesn't really get super cold. It doesn't get Estonian cold. I'm uh, not going to need to bring my parka if, I, if I'm calling by. I'll <laughs> leave the Heli Hansen at home. Yeah. Uh, for you, Dasha, as well, what, what was anything else of the bigger takeaway that that was just talking about? Mm, I would add on top of what was already discussed. Um, I would add also um, sort of prob- becoming more independent. Although, again, for me, that wasn't the, my key experience because I have had that before already. Um, but uh, in Australia, um, getting your life settled as a, an exchange student who just came or work and travel, you know, uh, um, however you are coming in, in whichever role you are coming to Australia, um, if you are not just a short term visitor, uh, it's quite difficult to uh, to sort of settle you know settle all everything um, to search uh, for apartment um, you know to just just to understand the way how everything works in Australia because it's completely different from what what we, we what what we are used to uh, here so definitely you are becoming much 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 stronger you know your sort of survival skills I would say are, are getting much stronger um, and also you start appreciating what you have back at home a lot simply the internet for instance I think that yeah. every Estonian who went to Australia and came back to Estonia appreciates our internet and uh, you know the availability and speed and price and everything you know 100 times more. You guys have a sea cable out there or uh, look, satellite? I don't know what we're doing out there basically. <laughs> look it's um, we're a long way behind uh, Estonia in a lot of ways so for a lot of our students yeah. they will say it's like coming to the future 
coming over here because everything is so done yeah. digitally. It's done easily. And remember, we're only dealing with, what, half a million people in in Thailand yeah. versus uh, Melbourne's about five million. Okay, so yeah. it's a much, much bigger city. What um, Dasha was actually saying is that there are opportunities to stay on campus, I should say, but most students like to get a, um, an apartment in the, the city centre and then they have to go into the, the, the private rental market, as generally our students do when they come, they, they, they come here. So that's a yeah. fairly common aspect. I should say with the program that um, students will do two subjects there, which is worth 30 ECTS points. One's Tourism Industry and Marketing, where we look at the size of the industry and, and some basic introduction marketing. And we go out and they do a marketing audit of a small SME. It might be a winery. It might be a spa resort. Um, it might be a, a day tour company along those lines. In that unit, we also have a paid trip to Sydney. So we take all the students to Sydney for um, a couple of nights where we have industry seminars. So the one of the things about Monash is we actually bring in industry leaders, which is a great example with EBS because you do the same thing. Yeah. So the students, the industry leaders will come in and speak to the students. We have an opportunity to do one-on-one -on -one conversations. Um, and oh, of so course, industry leaders speaking directly to the students. Absolutely. On a one-on-one -on -one basis. Absolutely. So they, they the, the industry leaders from Tourism Australia, um, from the, the, the sort of some of the key marketing bodies they all come in and they give presentations primarily in Sydney but also um, we have a program in Melbourne as well but we yes yeah, so that that trip is actually included um, that study tour to Sydney and students can stay on if they actually want mm -hmm. um, then students do a unit uh, which is called applied industry research and practice where we look at the the role of research in forming decisions in the tourism industry um, historically tourism has been a bit of let's make it up as we go industry, but now it's becoming much more professional and focused on pure research. And we give the students the research skills so they can actually go out and do consultancy projects. So that's how it actually works, that the structure of the program, typically starting with the marketing unit at the start or the middle of March and then finishing at the middle of June or so, do when you, it's cold. <laughs> do you find that most of your students, both in EBS and in Monash, do they end up continuing with the Estonian students? The Estonian students will stay in Estonia, or they'll go back to Australia, or vice versa. And they mainly stick with this tourism, the tourism field overall. Look, or? It, the, the tourism field is going to influence everywhere. Like for example, we were discussing uh, TransferWise, right? Yeah. Is now launching their, their their tourism product, where you can have their travel card. So uh, Visa and Mastercard are making a lot of money out of tourism. Yeah. Okay. So it, whatever industry you're in, even if you're organising a conference in pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. or, or working. Uh, uh, working in the telecommunication side of things, you might organise a, a retreat or an event, which might be a team building event. That's that that essentially comes under under tourism. Mm -hmm. Conferences, big topic here in Estonia at the moment. What are we going to do with Linnehal? Uh, it's a huge opportunity for the developing the convention industry to develop counter seasonal tourism here. So get people here in from now between October and say in March. Um, so that will actually really benefit all the hotels by having a conference venue uh, yeah. developed. So tourism will affect all your areas, first of all. As for the Australian students staying here, we've had a couple of students who've taken the opportunity to stay here and work for a year. One student did a program, Barbara, in digital marketing. Um, but most of the students will um, go back to Australia. A number of them will actually go to London okay. and um, to get a job in London. Um, for a year or so for, to further enhance their CV. On the flip side, um, well, I'm sure the, the, these guys can tell you a bit more about their friends who've been down to Australia. We're finding a number of Estonian students are wanting to stay in Australia. Um, and once again, they've got this great entrepreneurial mindset, uh, much more so in, uh, than in Australia, I have to say. So they tend to sometimes go and be sponsored there to work in businesses. So we've probably had 
maybe about four or five students continue on living in Australia um, and then they end up getting sponsorship and then some of them even go on pathways to get an Australian passport. So to yes to add here on top, I'm for pharmaceuticals, but mm-hmm. but I'm organizing yes a lot of conferences in Baltic countries, uh, and not only and we have a lot of work trips. So it's it's also about the tourism, and uh, and uh, the girl who went with me to Australia, she stayed there and she's still there, <laughs> and she's working now as a brand manager for one cosmetic company. So. This, this program just seems like it's the, the key to success after I'm hearing <laughs> these stories. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I think what I always try and do with my Australian students here is give them the the opportunity. Um, yeah. And it's up really them to take take that opportunity. And the, the beauty of Estonia is it's a small uh, small destination. If you're really motivated, you can really sort of make, make things happen here. You've talked about some of the... the uh, Auss- We've got a small Australian community here that plays cricket, enough, yeah. by the way. Um, but they're, they're quite successful um, over here because they're, they're motivated. They're entrepreneurial. So it's a great place for young Aussies to, to be based if they want to get into the startup scene or develop their own company in, in yeah. whatever field. So, um, yeah, I think the op- for me as a, as, a, as a lecturer and running the program, it's just putting the opportunity in front of people and then it's up to them if they want to take it or, take it or not. And um, you're saying that this program sort of um, makes uh, or how do I say enriches people's lives eh? or, or or makes the uh, lives better actually the real sort of uh, example from 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 my um, career or work life is that um, till now my manager whenever he introduces me to any new people the one of the first things that he loves to bring up is that oh and she lived in Australia <laughs> and this is so important that you know this is like a Friend, you know, yeah. if you, if you had the opportunity to to stay in Australia even for a short time, uh, it will be really very valu- valuable for your for your work. Yes, for for me as well. First of all, uh, one of the biggest achievements I really wanted to, to get after I think six months I, I came back or eight months mm-hmm. I, I got a new project I was kind of dreaming about. I got my own team and and uh, and promotion, uh, which is very important. And and also as well when I'm like uh, doing some interviews or, or want to promote myself somehow, and I'm also telling like yeah I did part of my MBA in Australia, like, and you see how people perception is like. Is is, is 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 changing. They are getting more kind of, you know, sophisticated, and and they they have a different look at you. Just a complete elevation of status overall is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that happens flip, the flip side as well. Yeah. For example, one of our old alumni who came here to Estonia is now was working with the United Nations World Tourism Organization in Madrid. She got a job there virtually after coming from EBS. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other people who've been working with UNESCO. Uh, we've got a, a professor in tourism in Japan now. So um, as I said, it, by, by doing an exchange program and taking the, the opportunities that are presented to you, it it's just accelerates your career. Yeah. And as for us in, in Australia, it's, it's kind of normal. But um, I know here in Estonia, there's a bit more pressure to stay in Estonia and get a job and and not take that um, that 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 step out. But if you take that step out, you'll end up jumping to two le- two levels of your um, um, your peers that maybe might have stayed in within a whatever country it is. Most certainly. Um, I wouldn't want to be completely derailing you, but uh, I have to ask the students again uh, about your experiences there. Um, and I ask every every episode, I ask this one. Um, 
when I first moved here, I had this fantasy of what life was going to be like. And as I just moved here when I was 18, I was literally three months outside of high school, not even knowing how the real world operated at all. And then I was smacked in the face with a brick of real life. Um, so my reality quickly crushed and stuff. Did you guys have anything of the same experience as that? And then um, if so, what was the outcome that you developed from this? Was it a difficult time switching cultures and then coming back? Um, did it overall live up to the expectations you had set forth when you got on the plane to Australia? So you mean when we came to Australia first? Or? Yeah. Did the did the reality that you built up in your head or the ex expectations? Did the expectations you built up meet the reality that you face? First of all, I have this mindset: I do not set any expectations. But uh, I was thinking I know English again. But for two weeks, people didn't get me at all. They asked me like many times, Marina, what do you mean? Marina, what did you say? Like a lot, a lot of uh, many times. And then I was thinking, okay, nice. But also I was thinking it's going to be sun 24-7. <laughs> and it, it, it was like time to time so cold. And, um, and also the, the university, it, it, it is huge. It, it has many campuses. I didn't expect, especially after EBS, which is so small, I didn't expect to, to, to see myself in such a big university. And uh, I, like, I didn't expect, but, but actually it took, it took me only like, and also the, like, you know, the, the distances. Again, after Estonia, you, you do not expect to travel to university for one hour, like, or like, oh, but like, I think two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you were just adjusted it so rapidly. Yeah, then. yeah, and you met so many cool people. You met so many different people, and you somehow created a new family within a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, uh, from all the people I talked to, who go to the Erasmus program, and even in the the few Erasmus programs I op I attend or the pr parties and stuff. I don't know anyone there because they're all international. I'm very segregated to the Estonian side of the school due to my program. Was it the same way with you that you were just with all internationals because of the structure of the city and how diverse it is? Or was it more you had like the Estonian side? Or sorry, would you have like an Australian side of, of the school and then you had all the internationals? Uh, well, the, 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 uh, my program is yeah. very, very international. So we've got students from all, all over the world. But of course, we've got Australians there as well. Yes, and so. we have also people, I uh, have friends from Australia, yeah. and Australians, local mm. people. But, so. but in, 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 in uh, my uh, year yep. or semester, when I took uh, the course, um, I think there were only six Australians. Uh, and the total number of students was 70 or 80. Mm. So Australians are the minority. And uh, I don't think that they like sort of they they they, they keep they they tend to to stay together, um, but uh, still you know it's not such a big part of the of the class. So they sort of blend in. You know everyone is communicating. But I would say that other nations uh, such as Indians or or especially Chinese, they are you know sticking together. So yeah. I would say what what I personally so not in in at Monash, but you 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 can you know maybe that's uh, that's not correct or doesn't uh, represent the reality. But um, I would say that to me there was. Asian part of Monash, and then all the rest. So oh, okay. that's that, that that's how I saw the the division. Yeah, if you look mm -hmm. at Australia in terms of, uh, I mean, Australia's had 24, 25 years of constant economic growth, and so these these recessions that you talk about in Europe and North America didn't happen to us. But that's very much linked in because we've realised that we're we're very closely linked to linked to Asia. 
So Australia and Asia have a strong strong partnership now. And we, we spoke about China, that the, the Chinese market in 2011 was below, the, the British was our highest yielding market. Um, and China tourism has just boomed everywhere and also also in Australia. So that actually reflects we've got a lot of demand from some Chinese uh, students who want to come down and study in Australia. You mean that pol- the, the demands for Chinese to, to leave and to visit more or for vice versa for both, Australia? Both. And also come to learn about the industry. Because we are, if you go on bestmasters.com, which is like a, uh, an independent website, website, we're ranked number two for, for tourism studies in the world. Um, so we're quite a highly ranked uh, program in that way because we have this unique balance between the, the, the academic world and, and, and the industry side and we really focus on practical study, study options. And we have a large study tours as well. So, for example, we, we take our students on a field school to Fiji um, and we're also running a program here in February where we're bringing them to Estonia, going to Latvia, and then we're going to do a global tourism fair called ITB Berlin, which has like a hundred, 160,000 delegates tour, which is like the, the biggest tourism um, think tank uh, in, in the world, and our students get to participate in that. That's within the Monash program. Um, the, the EBS option is primarily students come down for one semester. Um, we have had students have extended to two semesters if they requested that, mm-hmm. but the majority of students come down just for, for one semester and do, do a couple of units um, with, uh, with the students. As for the Australians, it does vary year, year by year. Um, but as I said, we look at the global tourism industry and see where the growth's coming from. For example, at the moment, we've got a lot of Colombians. Yeah. Okay. Because Colombia has been nominated by their government. Tourism has been nominated as a, as a growth pillar. So all of a sudden, they're coming. A lot of Mexicans are now coming into the market because of similar issues there. And also government scholarships for them to pay. The government's paying them to come to study in Australia. So you, you see a diversity occurring, occurring all around the world. But yes, look, certainly the, the Australians typically make up roughly about somewhere around 20 to 25% of the course. Um, and then the rest is international. Hmm. Well, then, that's a lot. Taken. So um, just so I understand the structure of this program, you are teaching here as, as a Gasper lecturer. Yep. A visiting, then... visiting scholar. So I'm okay. a visiting scholar here and I do a, a, a short program. I think it's the three ECTS points. Mm-hmm. Yours, um, in the uh, Masters of Marketing. So it's a tourism marketing unit. Okay. So every uh, September, October, I'll come over and I'll deliver that unit for EBS. And at the same time, we'll bring our students over and I'm actually co-supervising their, their consultancy projects that they're doing. Oh, okay. So you, uh, okay. So I guess for Erasmus, when people go, they're just on their own and they go to every university, but when you have your Australians coming in to Estonia, you're as a total group all together collectively going, and does it occur the same way then? If that's if that's true, do you bring like the Estonians with you back? Uh, well, uh, they probably want to come on the plane with me tonight, uh. but I'm not sure <laughs> about that. Um, but look, certainly when the Estonian EBS students come into, um, in, into Monash, I do have a sort of special session for them to mm-hmm. just to sort of brief them what's actually sort of going on and explain to them that this is how the exchange works. Um, and in fact, we have to say the research we've done is that the, when our Australian students come to study at Monash, the cho- reason they choose Monash over other universities and our competitors, uh, which as well as the main ones, the University of Queensland, is because of the Estonia program. Mm-hmm. So the Australian students want to, they choose Monash to come to Estonia yeah. and, and have, on, have this program because it's a unique where they can do MBA units and a real life management consultancy experience here supervised by myself. They're going to be staying a bit longer, finishing off their projects, but we have sort of expert meetings with them here with the industry at the same time. Uh, so they're there. So no, in both sides, no one's being left out dry, and that everyone's got a good support network. Well, that, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I, a great question. Not to put you on the spot here, Jeff, but 
did uh, when you first landed, you did your your sessions with Jeff. Did you feel as if you were all taken care of, or were you just like, I'm lost? Um, sure, we did. Jeff uh, was a great support. I think that uh, it started already here in Estonia. So once I decided that I would like to to to, to go to Australia for uh, for a semester, then uh, we had uh, a few meetings uh, with Jeff where he helped. Uh, from both from academic side and also you know how to apply and so on and so forth and also from the, the living side so so how how to prepare for for life in, in Australia but uh, what is more is that um, also Monash provides um, sort of you know there is this community for, for I'll I'll, I'll um, uh, give you another example is that when Australian students are coming here to Estonia then Jeff always gives the contacts of people who live in Estonia who went, you know, who previously went to, to, to Monash University mm-hmm. and Exchange. So it means that, um, of course, you know, the, the yeah, so so we, we can we can help them to find uh, apartments. Uh, we can help them, you know, first weeks to, 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 to adapt a little bit to, to living in Estonia. And same goes for Australia. So when we got there, I'm sure from yes. Marina, you had mm-hmm. the same experience. Uh, we already had contacts of a few Australian people who previously went to Estonia or were planning to go to Estonia after our exchange semester. And uh, they were also eager to help, be it, you know, take us by car somewhere or, or show around where we can, you know, show shop for, for some, some home stuff that we would need uh, for the very beginning. So um, this uh, the great network of people who either already been on that exchange or are planning to go, mm-hmm. this is what helps a lot. Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, I mean, the great thing about working in the tourism industry, the tourism industry is just one big family. So certain yes. yep. people who work in tourism, they've got a different personality than working in, yep. in other industries. They're yep. pretty open. They're pretty friendly. We're yep. all part of the team. Yep. And particularly with the, the, the Estonia-Australia Exchange Program, um, we've had about 50 students, vice versa, on exchange already. And, it, and it's like a little exclusive club. And the students will always go out and yeah. help each other if there's yeah. any sort of tips yeah. with, with our internal uh, alumni program. And as I said, we've got some pretty heavy hitters who went through the program maybe 10 years ago. And I have the opportunity. And they will actually come back and speak to um, students when they meet them, if they're here, or particularly if they go to the, the big tourism conferences in yeah. ITB Berlin. Okay. They're all, always happy to ask how the Estonia program's going. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a real, it's a real gem of the program we have and available for all EBS students, by the way. Uh, yes, look, it's primarily master students. Oh, sorry, but yeah. yeah, final year of undergraduate students. We're looking at uh, at looking at for next year, okay? Um, because it is it is a master's program, and there's certain criteria to get in. But there, um, will if you if EBS students are interested, they should certainly speak to the team at the international department here. Um, it's really only offered from that period from March till June, um, so that's the time to sort of focus. Students are able to come early if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, we encourage them to come earlier. Um, you might want to come and watch because it's the Australian summer. Yeah. Um, so you can come and enjoy the summer. You might want to come and watch the tennis. Uh, Australian Open Tennis is in Melbourne, one of our big tourism events down, mm-hmm. down there. Um, the other thing I should say, I don't think these guys did it, but it is the opportunity, and some EBS students do it, to work while they're there because you get 20 hours a week work rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some students, and if you work in a cafe in Australia, you're probably going to get $20 an hour um, just working, working in a simple coffee shop. And another great opportunity that I personally uh, sort of took advantage of is uh, traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. 
even during the semester, during you know uh, uh, those few months, uh, you have quite a few weeks uh, which uh, which are free from 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 uh, lectures. Mm -hmm. So you have opportunity to travel around um, uh, around the region or even around Australia. Uh, Plus, if you already go to that part of the world, it's also worth uh, exploring uh, some countries uh, or, or islands um, nearby that you wouldn't otherwise go to. So I personally went to Vanuatu, a uh, place where otherwise I think I wouldn't ever go to because it's pretty difficult to get there, especially from Estonia. And also after that, I, I did a really big uh, or sort of long two months traveling around Southeast Asia. So it's um, it's great opportunity also not only that you, you stay in Melbourne, for instance, and uh, spend all the time in Melbourne, but you also discover other parts of Australia and you also have opportunity even for 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 a week, you know, just to fly out to, to some um, um, Fiji, Vanuatu, Bali is very yeah. close and very cheap to go to mm -hmm. down, down that way. Bali's yeah. your guys' Cancun, right? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. I apologize sometimes. For the, about a million Australians a year go to Bali, would you believe? It's like the cheapest destination you can go mm. to. So all said, from my side, this is like really unique experience. And uh, also what, what, what is important, I know a lot of uh, master students who are doing this program in EBS. They're doing it kind of in the evenings and they already work and they have full-time job and uh, this is, was also my case and I was thinking like oh who, who gonna let me go to, to, to Australia for like four or five months and I just went to my manager I told them look there is like such kind of opportunity and uh, what do you think can I go so when I, I got kind of long vacation and and, uh, and it's actually easy manageable you just need to start to talk to the people and just go and ask and uh, actually uh, managers are happy to let people go and to learn yeah. all right well i got the time uh the time tap from rico a minute ago yeah. um so that's kind of where now we're getting to hit the end of the show um but i like I like closing out the show with one piece of advice you would give someone who's who's planning on doing the program or just thinking about the program. Start with you, Jeff. Why, from a, from a professor standpoint, is the ultimate reason that they should do this program? For Estonians, look, we've got a we've got a really long and strong relationship between Australia and Estonia. It's really unique. Your current president. Her auntie and uncle are Aussies, and mm. she comes down to Sydney a bit. So uh, we've got this really unique uh, opportunity, particularly for Estonians who are looking to scale business ideas. Uh, a number have come down and seen the opportunities with 24 million people and looked at maybe how they can get involved in business there. So it's a, it's a great way to look at a different part of the world, and um, I look, we, we're more than welcome, happy to welcome more um, EBS students down to Monash because they always perform very well. Other opportunity, a number actually go on to the working holiday visa so they can then stay another year and work and um, continue their time down that region. Dasha, yeah. do you have one piece of advice? Um, why to go? Yeah, why to go? What's the mm -hmm. ultimate reason about attending uh, the program? Uh, you are not going to come back the same person. So you're going to definitely change. And uh, I, have a, I have met quite many people who went on the same exchange program and I haven't heard even from one of them that it wasn't worth it. So everyone has their own experiences, but I think that there there is not even one person who wouldn't love this experience. Uh, there will be a lot of adventures, uh, new friendships, mm -hmm. um, discoveries, uh, and it will sort of, you will grow as a person. 
Like I, said, I think that's a, a very elegant way to put it. Thank you. And would you, I'll give you the final word. Um, as far I was, as I was asking people where you want to go to travel, what is your dream destinations? And always Australia is in like top five, I would say. Like many, many people want to go to Australia and this is a brilliant opportunity to go to Australia and to experience this country. That's awesome. All right, uh, then I will do the sign out, I guess. All right, guys, this has been episode three of the EBS Erasmus podcast, Just Go, with Jeff, Dasha, and Marley. How do you say? I'm Marina. 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 I apologize <laughs> for anyone who has the same name. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.